Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this week's edition about the book Powerful by Patty McCord. Keep listening to find out why you need to treat your employees like adults. Welcome back. I'm your host, Steph Clark, and each week I share with you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books that I've been reading and do the reading so you don't have to. This week is the book Powerful by Patty McCord, a book I loved when I read it at the end of last year. And if you're in the HR, people and culture, L&D, all of that kind of area of, of work, if you're in that space at all, this I would say is essential reading, especially if you think things can't be changed or if equally you're thinking that things need to change and you're just not really sure how or how radical you can go and really looking to see the art of the possible. This book is definitely one to be reading and thinking about and not just dismissing because it's Netflix or because it's tech or all the rest. I think so many of the lessons in this book are applicable across all sorts of different industries and organizations and maturities and all the rest. So super exciting and this is the kind of book that I love for that reason and on a topic that I feel quite strongly about and an area that I work in as well. So you can expect some extra enthusiasm from me on this particular book. Now, if you aren't already a member of the Patreon membership, the bookmark membership I have set up on Patreon to keep these episodes ad-free and support the podcast and its creation and the bookmark newsletter and everything that comes with it, then you can hop on over to the link at the top of the show notes. There's bonus content in there. I've just recorded an episode with Adam Ashton from the What You Will Learn podcast, which was such a fun conversation about reading, about books, about how we choose them, about how Adam reads or sometimes doesn't read a whole book in order to feel like he has read it. So yeah, we get into all of that kind of nerdy stuff so that sounds like it's up your straza then i recommend going over and checking that out given it's patreon you can drop in and out at different times so if you want to join for a couple of months listen to some of the bonus content pause for a few months and come back you can do that that is the beauty of that kind of platform all right let's get into this week's book powerful by patty mccord by finding out first of all a little bit about the book a little bit about the author and then getting into the three big ideas when it comes to recruiting, motivating and creating great teams, Patty McCord says most companies have it all wrong. McCord helped create the unique and high-performing culture at Netflix, where she was chief talent officer. In her new book, Powerful, Building a Culture of Freedom and Responsibility, she shares what she learnt there and elsewhere in Silicon Valley. Patty advocates practicing radical honesty in the workplace, saying goodbye to employees who don't fit the company's emerging needs and motivating with challenging work, not promises, perks and bonus plans. Patty argues that the old standbys of corporate HR, annual performance reviews, retention plans, employee empowerment and engagement programs often end up being a colossal waste of time and resources. Her road-tested advice, offered with humour and irreverence, provides readers with a different path for creating a culture of high performance and profitability. Powerful, change how you think about work and the way a business should be run. And that's taken from Patty's website, pattymccord.com. Link to that is in the show notes. So if you're wondering who Patty is, let's find out a little bit more about Patty McCord. Patty McCord brings the Silicon Valley concept of fresh ideas and innovation and applies them to rethinking the way we work. She challenges norms and invites us to reconsider the idea of best practices in air quotes. From her many years working with companies that range from very large global tech companies to small, very small, innovative startups, Patty saw firsthand how companies can become slow and complacent and employees can become cynics and whiners. She spent 14 years at Netflix, experimenting with new ways of working, making the Netflix culture deck become a reality for the people who work there. From abolishing performance reviews to challenging the need for policies, Patty believes people come to work as fully formed adults with a desire to make an impact and be proud of what they do. And she's on a mission to 
spread that word that we can do this differently. She's frequently in the media with interviews and articles from HBR or Harvard Business Review, NPR, Fast Company and the Wall Street Journal. She speaks at CEO forums, business schools for large groups around the world. That is again taken from Patty's website, a link to that is in the show notes. So already you can tell some of the themes, ideas and I suppose techniques or anti-techniques in some ways that are in the book and some of the things that Patty stands for and maybe doesn't stand for. So let's get into the three big ideas from this book. Powerful by Patty McCord. Big idea number one is your employees are adults. Fundamentally, they have power. Your employees are adults, they have power, but only if you don't take it away. So there's a big thing or theme at the moment has been for a number of years around employee empowerment. We only need to empower employees if we disempowered them in the first place. So we need to let them use the power that they inherently have. Netflix wasn't built on elaborate systems. They kept stripping away policies uh, all the way through, but they did it experimentally. This doesn't therefore create a free-for-all, which is usually what people freak out and assume is going to happen. It removes instead, instead it removes the senseless bureaucracy and stupid processes, as she calls them, and instead focuses on discipline and behavior. And I love that particular approach of discipline and behavior over bureaucracy and processes. This is what the Netflix culture deck is, the behaviours that they expected people to be disciplined about in their time working for Netflix. Patty's belief is that a business leader's job is to create great teams that do amazing work on time. That's it. We don't need loads of policies and processes and practices in order to do that. We just need to create the environment where people can do their best work. And even more so, to create a company where people want to come in and solve these problems with these people, which is one of the phrases that Reid Hoffman, founder of Netflix or co-founder of Netflix, used when he was describing to Patty the company culture that he wanted to create. He wanted to come in and solve these problems with these people. Now, it's worth noting that Patty was at huge tech companies beforehand. She was at Sun Microsystems for a number of years, which is a phenomenally large tech company. So she wasn't always in this cool, super cool startup Netflix kind of place. And she says in the book that she often in her previous life, she had implemented some of the things that she began to question and began to realize just weren't effective. And as in her intro, were a colossal waste of time and resources. So that's big idea number one, your employees are adults. Big idea number two are the principles. So these are lessons that Patty learned about how to instill principles and behaviors in teams. Now, of course, every team and every company are different. So you can't just lift the Netflix culture deck and adapt it and be, or adopt it and be like, right, this is ours now. This is what we're going to be like. You have to come up with your own. But this was the core set of principles that she found were important. So the first one, there's five. The first one is we want a clear, open and constant communication about the work to be done and the challenges being faced, not only for a manager's own team, but for the company as a whole. Number two was we wanted people to practice radical honesty, telling one another and us the truth in a timely fashion and ideally face to face. Number three, we wanted people to have strong fact based opinions and to debate them avidly and test them rigorously. Number four, we wanted people to base their actions on what was best for the customer and the company, not on attempts to prove themselves right. And finally, number five, we wanted hiring managers to take the lead in preparing their teams for the future, but making sure they had high performers with the right skills in every position. Can you imagine if this was the case in all companies? It would just be utopia, wouldn't it? Clear, open, constant communication, radical honesty, fact-based opinions that are debated rigorously, basing your actions on what's best for the company and the customer and not on yourself being right and then preparing your teams for the future and having high performance. Ugh, just the best. So all of this shows the underlying principles of discipline, 
All of those are discipline based and creating the environment, the systems and the conversations that allow that to sustain. Now, none of those require endless policies and practices and all of it actually comes back as well. One thing that Patty is really strong about in the book is about your people knowing the business. Your people aren't going to make the best decisions and possibly behave in the correct way or the desired way if they don't know the business, if they don't know what you're striving for, what you're aiming for, what's important and what's not. So Patty says that one of the even more important than any learning curriculum or anything is helping your people understand the business, because by understanding the business, they'll make better decisions, actions, behaviors, et cetera, et cetera, which is a really interesting concept to think about when we're sending people on courses for all of these different things actually is the bit they're missing is understanding the link to how the business makes money or how we get new customers or what customers think or whatever it happens to be that's relevant for your particular organization or industry. So I thought that was really interesting as well. And then these core principles around discipline and behavior, around communication, around honesty, et cetera, et cetera. So that's big idea number two, the principles. Big idea number three is create debate. This was definitely an underlying theme throughout the book. One of the principles about, that we talked about in Big Idea Number Two was around creating strong fact-based opinions to debate them avidly and test them rigorously. And also not taking the point of a debate as you being correct or you being right. So they took this very seriously in, in Netflix. And in her HR role or talent role, Patty regularly tested best practice, conventional wisdom, all of those in, in air quotes, of course, and experimented by removing things, seeing what happened, tweaking, testing, and then putting things back in or taking things back out or even taking more things back out. The exec team would orchestrate debates in front of each other, including having to argue the other side or a different position to the one they maybe wanted to take or they believed in. And also doing this more publicly in monthly debates in the Netflix theater. They would invite all of their staff to come and watch and the members of the exec team or a couple of members of the exec team would debate on a particular issue or challenge that they were facing, that a real business challenge they're facing at the moment. This was no role play just for the sake of doing it. This was a real business issue. Part of this was to show that there's no easy or obvious answer to hard questions, particularly at that strategic level and, and certainly at an operational level as well. So it helped people see that they there were multiple different really good directions that they could go or decisions that they can make and it's hard to actually decide which one to do. There was quotes in the book from people who had watched some of those debates and they said they were, you know, the first person would talk and they'd be like, oh yeah, well obviously that's the that's the correct answer. Then the second person would talk, they'd be like, oh no, hang on, that's also the correct answer. So it went to show that that was how important that was. They would also then break into small groups and prepare a position on different options and what could be what could be done. So this is a great way of role modeling debate and really powerful to show that this is debate for the best betterment of the company, the customer experience, the clients, whatever it happens to be. And probably much more powerful than any conflict related course or debate course or anything like that that people could go on because they're seeing it in real life. They're seeing it in the context of the work that they are doing because probably the work they're doing is linking to exactly the debate that is happening on the stage in the theater in front of them. And importantly, that they can see that this is not about being right. This is about getting the right outcome for the company, the customer, the client, etc. I would love to have seen more, more of that when I was certainly growing up in my career. And of course, by role modeling it at that very senior level and showing it really radically transparently or honestly to the rest of the company, it allowed that to then happen in other teams as that, that behavior filtered down. Now, of course, you don't have to do that about everything. There might be something incredibly sensitive or confidential that you wouldn't want the whole company to know about or something personal about someone or some a particular individual. Of course, those things aren't the ones you debate in front of everyone, but there's probably some really interesting strategic things you could be doing to role model this as well. 
And it might not be a debate, it might be another format as well, but this goes to show about how learning should be part of the conversation and be part of the, the business development rather than just an individual level development plan or curriculum or whatever. So that's big idea number three, create debate. There we go, three big ideas from the book Powerful by Patty McCord. Big idea number one, your employees are adults. Big idea number two, the principles. And big idea number three, create debate. Now in those three big ideas, I think there was, there was, I couldn't possibly share all of the different specific techniques that Patty used, things, there's some of the questioning she used, the one around radical honesty, whenever people would come to complain to her about someone else, that they would, she would say to them, oh, what did they say when you said this to their face? <laughs> and very quickly they would turn back around, realize they hadn't actually had that conversation with the person directly and would go away to do so. The other interesting thing as well is how many of the techniques or ways of working or or non-ways of working in terms of the, the anti-techniques that they would use other people from Netflix who then went on to found their own or join successful companies then took with them. And I think that just goes to show that's really the proof in the pudding, isn't it? That sometimes when we go and move from one company to another or we start our own businesses, we often look for the things that didn't work. So we say, right, I'm not going to do that because I've seen that before and I didn't like it or it didn't work or whatever it was. So to hear that quite senior people who, like I said, went on to either found something or join something that was really successful, took those techniques with them that were radically different to other companies and embed them in their own organizations and own cultures that they went on to either create or to join. It's a pretty punchy book. It's under 150 pages, so you can get through that pretty quickly. And there's heaps of page turning down and highlighting that you'll want to do, especially if you do work in this kind of field or you're building a company or looking at your company culture and thinking, this isn't quite what I want it to be or what it could be or what it has the potential to be. There's also some really tough things in here around and, and that Netflix went through in terms of when they moved from scrappy startup into something a bit more mature and much bigger. People who were longing for the old days of, of Netflix, who couldn't really adapt to the, the new grown up company, were, they had, the, had to have the honest conversation around, hey, maybe this isn't for you anymore. Maybe you need to go and find another company who's at that scrappy startup phase in order to go and have that environment again, because it's probably not gonna be here because we've gone past that point where that is what is best for the business and what is best for the company and ultimately the growth that it was needing to sustain. So really good stuff, really honest and human-centered approach to leadership, to work, to culture and all of those kind of good things as well. If you've read this book, I'd love to hear from you. If there's something in here you've tried in your own organization or you took away from the, the ideas either that I shared or that the book shared, that if you read it yourself, then I'd love to hear from you. Contact details as usual are at the bottom of the show notes. So scroll on down, find me on LinkedIn or Instagram and we can have a chat about books. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading. <laughs>